0: and welcome to the Outsiders my name's Mark and I'm with my friend Zach and we have decided to create this podcast which is really for all intents and purposes um, an expressive freestyle we call it freestyle because there's many many aspects to this insight to uh, life direction and the choices on our health relationships and, and our place in society but we're going to use the creative well let's say the arts music film and other forms of creative forms as a foundation for this podcast because we're both quite creative characters um, and we thought it would be helpful as well as insightful possibly to share our ideas and and invite you to also get involved which is something we'd like to do um, we're also going to offer various prizes and uh, share some of our readings and thoughts uh, in the group as well. So uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. So Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you think an outsider is and your own idea about what that means?
1: Yeah, cool. Hello there and uh, and welcome everyone. Um, yeah, an outsider. Um, it, uh, I suppose, um, generally it's, it's that sort of uh, you're, you're looking in from your own perspective on uh, you're looking in through a window or maybe you're looking out from within your own prison, in a sense. Um, either way, uh, it's that, that, that feeling of being isolated uh, and not knowing who you can connect with or what you can connect with. And I think that's how I feel, I uh, have felt for a long time. Um, I certainly felt going back to my school days, which is too long ago to even contemplate giving you any dates, um, but um, feeling very much that I didn't see the world in the same way that the people around me did. And for a long time... I thought that was a problem, and I guess because we're we're encouraged to fit in to something, and we're encouraged to uh, to be part of a group. Um, we're almost sort of told. I mean, school is it? You're in the same uniform. You're you're behaving the same. You you go to lunch at the same time. You go to the playground at the same time. It's all. Everything is regimented um so to not feel that you're part of that makes you question when you're what you're meant to be part of as i've got older i've become more rebellious about this whole thing and also a more aware that actually um not seeing the world through the eyes like other people is actually quite a wonderful thing we all have that i've sort of learned along the way that everybody has their own perspective on the world it's not um it's not a strange thing to have it's actually part of being human because it's it's based on your emotions and your emotional response to what goes on around you i mean i don't know if any of that um does that sort of echo anything that you felt from your days gone by
0: yeah yeah for sure i i think to start out with though i'd say that being an outsider is not necessarily a choice it's something that we sort of are it's sort of thrown into us into our sphere at a certain age in life Uh, certainly when you when we're younger um i always felt growing up i mean i had a brother and so therefore i wasn't really alone um, in that regard however i think that well i know that when we were growing up we had a kind of different generation well we're the same age different generational sort of outlook from my parents and mine was quite sort of in a conservative uh upbringing and you know the, the almost the old style of children should be seen and not heard type yeah situation so we were kind of always left to get on with things and you know, you know in our own way and i do remember spending a lot of time on my own and actually out of choice not, not through suffrage or anything but uh i found that i enjoyed controlling my own space mm. um and as i got older that became something i was more and more you know comfortable with um it is it's a weird thing i think if you're comfortable within your own skin uh, then that's fine and as you say we have a different perspective on life we've all got our own views but I do feel it's kind of an oppressive thing that was kind of thrust on us when we were when we were you know growing up in our formative years and um, always felt that my views or the way I wanted to do something was either either had to fit in and conform which was okay when it was okay but when it wasn't I wasn't feeling great about doing it
1: um I think that's that's the big thing isn't it conforming to something and you're not really you're not really explained what you're conforming to hmm. um especially at school and I think when you when you're a child you are a sponge aren't you you're soaking all this you're soaking up yeah. the world that's around you um but talking about being on your own I I always remember I I mean I had I've got sister and uh, it was we had a a happy family it wasn't anything you know there were no uh no problems there i think it was just that i was an emotional person or i am an emotional person and was wasn't quite sure what i was how i was meant to deal with all of this stuff that was going on the world coming at me um i remember uh you talk about being being on your own by choice and it brought to a, a to mind a memory of my childhood where um my mum was telling me off I'd done something I can't remember what but I remember her telling me off and then she just turned to me and said I can't I'm not going to send you to your bedroom because I know that's where you prefer going anyway (laughs) (laughs) so I had to I had to sit in the living room as punishment (laughs) yeah
0: it's good yeah I don't know it's also I look back on these things I mean definitely as I say it's, it's something that's with you from an early age Terms of what the way I think the way you're controlled or treated, um, I think that you know, parents want you to be the same as them and have the same values, and uh, which to a certain degree really drove me nuts because I felt it was very you know very hypocritical the way they sort of acted and behaved and uh, and trust their you know their thoughts and their values on us. I, I, but I did find that um, my outlets were my you know my fantasy, my imagination and that was very uh expressive like you very expressive um and it wasn't until much much later that i actually got to the heart of all of this um so i conformed for many years and i was really in a lot of internal rage with it all because i wasn't happy with the with the rules if you like that were being thrust at me uh, i wasn't happy with the environment that i was sort of you know, the school and the situation I was in Um, and it took some, you know, an internal shift later in life, which we'll get into I'm sure at another point, but it took an internal shift for that to change. So I was kind of very rebellious and very um, anxious during my growing up period and very aware that I wasn't just falling in line like most of the kids were, you know
1: yeah it does create an anxiety um, which then leads on to uh, further mental health problems if you don't know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember feeling very emotional and heavy. you know uh, I don't know if you remember Harry Enfield when he had the, he was the teenager, and on one day he was this bright, lovely little boy, and then the following day as on his birthday or something, he became this morose sort of heavy going sullen figure and that's that's how i remember getting like that that suddenly it felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders and whether it was a build-up of not being able to not feeling it didn't feel right inside me to conform to this and to stand in line and to but at the same time i wasn't confident enough to voice an opinion about it all Whereas there were some people at school who were that much more, I don't know where they are now, but that much more rebellious about it all or didn't, didn't really give a crap. Whereas I I did, I cared. Yeah. This confidence thing is a really, really
0: important thing as well. Um, You know, there's many aspects to this and, I I think as I go back and you know it's very Freud all this about sort of childhoods and stuff but it's really key um, because we were repressed in many ways from letting go um, in fact I was thinking about it the uh, my inner what I call my inner hero my inner light was always music always music and the only way I would go and release this sort of anxiety and this tension was to sort of go we had a, like a, a kind of room a kind of what they called it the playroom at the time and i'd put music on and i'd sort of you know get my my electric guitar out sort of strap yeah. it to myself and sort of transform myself to wembley you know and i was like whatever i was doing whatever music i was into but it was a it's it lifted me up so much the whole sound and the the vibrations and everything lifted me up so that you know when you talk about this sort of dark and light period when I'd done that, when I'd had my little sort of zap my music zap, I was you know or you know on a different wavelength totally um yeah. but 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 just to get back to the confidence thing, it's really interesting because we i think we were talking about it earlier um before we got into the the actual recording was that confidence you know, so my parents were very kind of uh, yeah very very. Selfish, very sort of self-centered, really not really that bothered about us as long as we weren't bothering them. And I remember, you know, doing my musical sort of stints. And of course, I put the music up loud. We didn't have headphones or sort of internalized music. And of course, my father would come storming down, slam open the door and scream at me, you know, what am I doing? And they did that so many times that I felt that music was actually a guilty pleasure. And yeah, I, I wasn't really allowed it. And that sort of completely crumpled my expressive, you know, um, ability. It just yeah. crumpled it instead of going the other way. I suppose if you're rebellious, you just say, well, screw that. I'll do it anyway. But I really was kind of, I suppose, cowtailing tailing sort of their,
1: their needs yeah. all the, time. That's the Well, I suppose the way I sort of felt about stuff, when when i felt that i wasn't fitting in or you know i was doing something that i shouldn't be doing i'd want to know why and but i'd also i don't know about you i'd want to know what i needed to do in order to be accepted and when you're told um what you've just done is wrong you can't do that with no explanation yeah yeah you so think, true. Well, what, all i was doing was so i wasn't hurting anybody i was just you know your case sitting there listening to music that nobody could really hear because it was all in your in your head so um yeah i do wonder whether it upsets you and then it then you sort of put up a another barrier Barrier. absolutely
0: it's a barrier and then you start to become something you internalize everything yeah uh, i think it's damaging and, and 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 this is i think just to sort of sum up what we've said it's sort of, this is one of the reasons where we start to become i suppose the differences start to become amplified and yeah we realize that we've got kind of different way a yeah. different, a different oh. way of doing things
1: yeah a totally different way of doing things because um, my uh, what was your go-to music what would you disappear into
0: <laughs> well, I suppose we I, well we're similar age. I used to sort of listen to new wave a lot, and I was yeah. growing up with sort of oh the Police and Elvis Costello and the yeah. Jam and some you know the sort of former punk periods and sort of into the new sounds. But it was quite aggressive, you see, and I, and I liked it because it sort of had this energy, and um, you know I'd really sort of release with it. And I think the thing is that when you got all this kind of aggressive or negativity surrounding this stuff that you got a buzz from or some real release from, then it sort of as I said, felt like a guilty pleasure. And instead of, I suppose, utilizing that and saying, right, I'm going to put my own words down, or I'm going to, you know, form a band or whatever it was. Yeah. I just, I just went into myself and sort of like secretly snuck down, you know, that ad, when we were growing up, the secret lemonade drink, oh, yeah. sneak down and put my music on and then, you know, if I if there were headphones, I can't really remember, I'd put them on and yeah. that would be a way. But if not, or I'd even wait maybe when they'd gone out and I could really,
1: you know, would do it like that scene yeah. in back to the future when he flicks on yeah. the switches. And... Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, back to the future, just, just to sort of finish off this point, was very, very fitting because... I always looked at the way the, the interest because, you you know, the film element is something you're really interested in. It's like when um, when Biff was bullying the dad yeah. right, uh, all those years ago and there's like this kind of che- uh, was it uh, changing lanes or whatever it's called situation where yeah. in that film, you know, Marty said, if only you'd have just hit him, yeah, then our whole life would have changed. And of course, they went back in time to get the dad to actually do that. And then you saw the two different characters evolve, you know, one being the sort of henpecked, you know, suffering man and the other one being the successful author. Yeah. And it's really stuck in my mind that, you know, you have to really you know, beat the demons off in order to move forward, you know. Absolutely. And, and I suppose for a lot of our lives, I, I'm I'm talking about for myself, but I guess for you too, we, we kind of just allowed this sort of, I'm not saying bullying, but this kind of being told what to do situation yeah. to sort of take over for too long.
1: Yeah, and I guess the thing is a lot of the messages we're told, even as adults, you hear things where we take on the negative stuff. And that becomes we become our own bully in a way from the voices of other people and things that we've heard to stop us from changing. But we can, like McFly did, we don't have to go back in time, but we can start that process of change at any point in our lives.
0: Well, actually, it's interesting because I do believe we have to go back in time. And this is one of the things that I've actually maintained in my work is like you have to be your own internal detective to understand where things went wrong and to rectify them somehow. Um, And so my future projection, which we'll talk about, I guess, at some other point, is how you can not only rectify yourself, but, you know, in order to give off the positive vibes, but also... The impact of of realising what went wrong to make sure that the future generations, you know, like our kids, yeah, get it right, and I think that's really really important.
1: Absolutely, yes, should be every parent's every parent. As long as far as I've seen it, every parent's responsibility is to make their children better than them. Yeah, that's the sort of the simplified way that I see it. Um, not everybody does that obviously but i certainly my son is at grammar school he's getting his education is far better than than what i had and he's doing well with it and i hope that you know that's the that's the next step i want yeah, to take yeah. so right. and enjoy the journey along with them that's what we should all be yeah, doing absolutely
0: 100 and that's but yeah this is definitely part of the whole you know my yeah. whole philosophy on on uh this internal development but anyway this is kind of like what our theme is yes for our our podcast and uh i hope for those of you who've joined in on the ride uh are enjoying it and please feel free to to communicate with us and we will develop the the themes if you like as we go through on a podcast podcast by podcast basis
1: absolutely yeah this will be uh this will be a a wonderful journey with Hopefully more interaction as we go forward and grow. More interaction and insights by, and insights, by, yeah. by all by of
0: us. From all of us. Anyway, um really enjoyed the chat, Zach. And Thank you. see you in the next
1: one. See you at the next one. cha-ra for now. See you. Bye.